Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, Episode 8 for Friday 16 July 2010. Market Leading Connections. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Moo.com. The home of the finest custom business cards, mini cards, postcards and much more. For more information and for details of exclusive promotional offers, browse to thisweekinlotus.com. Moo. It's Friday. It's 12 o'clock in the UK, 7am Eastern Time. That means it must be time to record another episode of This Week in Lotus, the weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. I'm Stuart McIntyre and as usual I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, the, quote, little insane, Darren Duke. How are you, Darren? <laughs> I, I am fine. I've took my medicine today, so we'll see if that makes any difference. And if, if nobody knows what we're on about there, this is from a, uh, a review that was posted on the iTunes site uh, yesterday by a good friend Paul Mooney. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I got out of that quite lightly, didn't I? I, I think he loves you. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he doesn't quite feel that way about me. <laughs> well, um, that's, that's a good point to start with, really, is, is that we really do welcome any kind of feedback on, on the podcast, whether it's via Twitter or an email or a review on the website or a rating. So uh, if you've listened to the podcast and you like it or you didn't, it doesn't matter, really. We'd love to hear your feedback wherever it comes. The other thing we, we've got running at the moment that's worth bringing to your attention is uh, we have a promo on uh, Michael Sampson's books. Michael Sampson was a guest on the podcast about a month ago now um, and uh, has got a great promotion, really, in terms of getting both the IBM Roadmap report and also his really good book, um, User Adoption Strategies, uh, for a knockdown price. So do take a look at, at the thisweekinlotus.com site. Um, we also have a Facebook page, which you may not be aware of, facebook.com slash thisweekinlotus. Again, subscribe on there if you're interested in the latest news from the podcast. Um, Darren, I don't know whether, did you have any feedback um, from folks about last week's episode? I had a couple of um, direct messages on Twitter asking who won the book, um, ah. because I, I think we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did too. Well, actually, I, I went back through all the uh, tweets that included the This Week in Lotus um, hashtag and, um, and picked a winner pretty much randomly out of the pot. Um, I must say the winner was helped by the fact he tweeted a good number of times about the podcast. And that's David Hay, who's an IBM from the UK. Um, and he came out of the, the pot as the winner. So a copy of Michael Sampson's book will be going to him as, as the prize winner in that, um, in that competition. Congratulations, Mr. David Hay. Indeed, indeed. I'm sure Darren will be on the podcast. Sorry, Dave will be on the podcast at some stage soon. Um, and me yeah. too. <laughs> well, you're going to be taking a, a, the, the main role in the podcast over the next few weeks, aren't you? Because I'm off on vacation. So I'm handing the reins over to Darren. So I apologise to everybody in advance. <laughs> and la- last bit of admin I wanted to run through is just um, some other feedback I had on the podcast last week, which was really that, that folks felt um, that there might be some benefit to focusing more on the product rather than on the community news from Planet Lotus. Uh, so we certainly won't be ignoring the stuff that comes up on Planet Lotus. There's been a, a whole load of debate on there again this week. But, but certainly for this week and the coming weeks, we're going to try and focus a little bit more on products, which... Which brings us into the theme for this call, really, which is that we've got a um, podcast this week that's very much around Lotus Connections and social software. Um, as most people will know, it's an area where my focus, where my focus, um, my, my company really works most of its time, which is around um, Lotus Connections. And also, Darren does quite a lot of work with Connections as well. Is that right? You've done a good few implementations. Yeah, we do uh, a lot of proof of concepts for customers and then take them to production. And we use it very heavily in-house as well. Excellent. 
Well, that's, that's certainly true of a lot of business partners, and I know um, it's been a tremendously successful product as well out in the marketplace. So last week we had the news that IBM had been ranked first in IDC's report, Worldwide Social Platforms uh, Vendor Share. Um, we discussed it on the podcast last week. Therefore, both Dan and I thought it would be good to get some IBMers on the podcast this week to talk through what that actually means to people. So delighted to be joined, um, first of all, by Matt Gadera, who's um, a product manager for Lotus Connections and IBM Social Software. So hi there, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me this week. It's it's great to have you on, Mac. Thank you for joining us. Whereabouts are you based, Mac? Uh, so I'm based out of my home office in Orlando, Florida. Uh, so I usually get everyone to come visit me. and uh, But today I'm calling in uh, from Chicago uh, and prep for uh, this upcoming portal conference that we have uh, here next week. Excellent. You're one of the few people I ever meet in Lotusphere who can travel in for the day. I, th- I think that's a good way to do it. So, uh, also joined uh, today by um, Senior Marketing Manager at IBM, Chris Lamb. Hi there, Chris. Hi, sir. Hi, Darren. Glad to be here. It's great to have you on, Chris. So, can you explain what your role is? Obviously, Marketing Manager, but what products do you look after? Where are you based? That kind of thing. Yeah, I'm uh, main offering manager for Lotus Connections and been on the team uh, coming up on four years now before we actually introduced the, the product. And I'm responsible for our overall strategy and working through you know, what our roadmap is going to be and how we manage relationships with uh, partners and analysts and, and press and pretty much uh, have uh, tap into a lot of different areas of the business. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us um, this week. As usual, though, on This Week in Lotus, we like to get sort of a 360-degree uh, viewpoint, if you like, on the topics that are being discussed. Um, and so we're also joined um, by a couple of other people that have an interest in Lotus Connections from a business partner's perspective and from a customer perspective. So first of all, we're joined by Adam Brown of uh, business partner ISW in Australia. Hi there, Adam. G'day, Stuart and guys. How are you going? It's it's going really well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm guessing it's the other end of the day for you. So what time is it is yeah. where, where you are? Yeah, it's a bit after nine on Friday night. So uh, sort of not not far off bed at the end of a long week, but glad glad to be here anyway. So you could be out partying, but instead you're joining us on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. Thank that's you. what happens once you turn 25. You do podcasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, and the last uh, person to join us on the podcast today is uh, Sharon Bellamy, who's been on the podcast already back on, I think, episode three or four. Um, Sharon it works for a customer of IBM, one of the universities in the UK. So, hello, Sharon. Hi, Stuart. Hi, guys. It's great to have you on again, Sharon. How, how's your week been so far this week? Uh, it's not been too bad because I was, I've only been here since Wednesday. I've had a few days off. So, uh, it's been calm but nice. And, and, con- and congratulations on being the first return guest. Oh, thank you. Yes, and I've, I've just seen the Twitter picture that one of my colleagues has put up. <laughs> we'll post that again as this week in Lotus so you guys can see Sharon busy trying not to be embarrassed at being on a podcast in the middle of an office. So thank you for joining us today, Sharon. <laughs> So, uh, as usual, we've got a list of topics. Um, This week, there's definitely a a theme around connections and social software, but hopefully we'll get to some of the other topics that have been of debate this week as well. So, let's start with the IDC report that we mentioned earlier um, that named uh, IBM the worldwide market share leader in social platform software. So, um, let's start with you, Chris. I'm, I'm guessing that was a really good report to receive from an IBM perspective. Yeah, we're really excited about that report. We've kind of been waiting for you know validation on a couple different aspects in the social software market, and this report really did that on on two uh, two areas. The first is just overall growth of the market, uh, and one of the things it pointed out is that between you know two thousand eight two thousand nine, the social software market grew fifty five percent, and that's just astounding given the economic conditions that every, all of us were living under in, in 2009 and really speaks to the value that organizations see with social software. You know, no one was just buying things just because it was cool back in 2009. They were buying it because it delivered real value. Um, and that's just reflected in the numbers that IDC uh, reported. And then the, the second thing that's, that's, also exciting for us at validation is IBM's leadership position. And we you know, firmly believe this 
um, based off of all the customer engagements, you know, that we've seen. Uh, you know, Connections has been one of the most widely adopted uh, software that Lotus and IBM have released, and we've seen it deployed, you know, around the world by uh, organizations from all types of industries, uh, financial services, uh, public sector, retail, energy, you name it, um, industries have deployed Connections and so, you know, we already knew that we had a successful product, and it's just great to see, you know, that validated uh, with uh, IBM getting the top market share uh, numbers. Absolutely, and and that that report has certainly been um, yeah, covered pretty widely in the press, and I think a lot of people have seen that now. Um, particularly, you know, Microsoft customers and so on are now very much more aware of, of connections than possibly they were before. Um, Mac, have, have you had any follow up following the report from customers that are interested in more details or anything, or what, what's been the response from the people that you've worked with? Actually, um, yeah, there's been a great response not only from. Uh, uh, people who are getting into social software, but also from our customers that uh, have had an interest for a while. You know, the great validation in that um, the choices that they've made to help their enterprise grow and uh, interconnect their employees is, uh, you know, firmly sitting well with IBM and Lotus Connections. So it's been um, very validating across the board, and um, we're on our, our third major release with Lotus Connections 2.5, and actually. We'll be heading out uh, to the market by the end of this year with uh, Lotus Connections uh, later on, and uh, we'll have a lot more features that uh, will really work well uh, to better and easily connect people and uh, allow them to work uh, kind of seamlessly across geographies and um, kind of intertwined in a, in a really robust way. So um, we're, we're really uh, going to just continue to go and grow and uh, see this as, again, a great, great step in validation and kind of moving forward. Microsoft obviously are one of the major competitors, and they've had a big release this year with SharePoint 2010. Have you seen any um, particular impact from that being available? Is it is it sort of really registered in terms of competitive situations? Yeah, I think um, you know we certainly a lot of companies do have SharePoint out there 2007, and so. Uh, you know, a fair number are now you know kicking the tires to see what's uh, available in uh, in 2010. An interesting thing to know, you know, related back to that IDC report, is that you know Microsoft was was not on that list um, in uh, in market share, and I think that's really reflective of of how people are using uh, SharePoint. They're really using it as a you know document repository, not for social capabilities. And uh, you know, 2010 has made some enhancements uh, in the social area, um, but it's still you know I think. Pretty recognized that um, you know they're not uh, treading any new ground here with 2010 uh, features. They're really uh, catching up to uh, what some of the other vendors have had out for for a number of years. And, and a quick question on, on last week's podcast, there was a bit of a divergent opinion about what constitutes social software. So, from an IBM Lotus perspective, which which, which products make up the quote unquote social platform software that? IBM are the market leader, and could you just work, uh, expand yeah, well, on that? Yeah, certainly, Darren. Um, so within our social software uh, part of the portfolio, we include uh, Lotus Connections and Lotus Quicker. And the, the reason and the key facet for that is uh, around the, the people aspect in that we allow, uh, within both products, ways to uh, connect uh, to people and tap into the intellectual capital that they possess, right? So that really helps people be more productive, helps people uh, find the information that they need more quickly, whether that information is, you know, in a document or in a blog post or a bookmark that they uh, that they posted, uh, and so that that's why we include both of those uh, products together. And by having you know two products, that allows us to meet some different type of use cases. And we see a lot of customers that are purchasing both. Um, we also see uh, customers that might start with quicker and then move over and add in the connections uh, capability, and then vice versa. Um, I think another thing to, to point out is that I think IBM's acceleration in this market is, is timely because I think you guys have suffered through this. You guys have, what, 300,000, 300, 300, 300, 
30,000 employees worldwide. So I think, you know, IBM as a company has gone through exactly what all of these other companies are going through. So I think Connections is a pretty good fit. Yeah, Connections um, and some parties existed within IBM for uh, close to a decade. Um, now we have uh, over 300,000 employees who actually um, have worked uh, through the years and through development and research projects to interconnect our employees, our um, business partners, our part of our internal network, our contractors, which uh, some total gets close to 600,000 uh, people uh, trying to work together. Um, so really, uh, you know, as, as a small group of individuals that uh, needed to put together some tools to better work, um, we came up with things like a Blue Pages application for allowing people to better define themselves and to have a directory source that's uh, easily um, searched and queried and for not only uh, you know your, where you sit within the organization, but also you know what your projects and, and skill sets lie. But then uh, you know we've had a, a blogs application and a community map that allowed us to to write out and, and say what it was we were doing or come together and, and work together as a group. So um, all of these things have really helped us uh, be successful as. as uh, yeah, and I would add to that, Mac, the, the other thing where we've gotten a lot of experience is, is beyond the technology, but it's in the, the, the deployment practices that make sense. Um, and so we've been able to apply a lot of those lessons learned um, from our own deployment and from uh, early customer engagements back in 2007 to, to help customers uh, Properly deploy uh, the technology, you know, work through governance issues, work through privacy and security types of issues, and um, which, you know, are, are common across any new technology. Um, and so we're able to help get customers up to speed more quickly and, um, you know, benefit from the lessons we've learned, you know, two, three years ago. Yeah, I'd like to bring in Adam at this stage. I mean, you, your company's pretty well known as, as being Connections partner out there in the sort of Pacific geography. How have you found Connections in the past year? Are you seeing it as leading the market out there? Yeah, sure. Like, we're getting um, a huge interest around Connections. You know, like, I think it was Chris or Mac said, you know, that it's one of the fastest software products that IBM's released as far as adoption is concerned. And we're certainly seeing that in the market here. Um, it's it's quite interesting uh, the the connections applies across so many different industries and so many different use cases and you know you're talking about the IBM use case with you know half a million users but you know we've got clients that are tens of thousands of users but we've also got smaller businesses you know even like thirty or forty users that are able to take connections and and really leverage it for their business and a big part of it is. Um, you know, the cross-industry cross aspect, you know, like if I, I look at a handful of our clients, we've got, you know, clients in the, the financial sector, we've got uh, government departments, both sort of, you know, state and local councils, we've got, um, you know, a, a truck distribution company, um, we've got clients in the retail sector, um, you know, and we've even got, you know, one, one great client that's in the process of rolling it out at the moment are um, a company called International Racehorse Transport. And th- these guys are 40 people around the world. They, their, biz- they, their business actually ship horses around, racehorses around the world and they need to track them. And so their business literally follows the sun and, and they've got, you know, people around, you know, six or seven countries around the world. And they needed to be able to, to, keep up to date as where these horses are. And so tools like Connections enable them to, you know, update a wiki on each horse, for example, um, and see the current status of where that horse is at. And then when the next person logs in at the end of their day or someone checks out, um, that information just continues and it's just this continual flow. So, you know, yeah, it's been a huge uptake. It's, it's, you know, it's quite exciting from our perspective. And certainly, I'd echo that in the UK, we're seeing a, a big range of different industries. There's no sort of obvious vertical um, focus for, for connections. It really is being adopted across industries, you know, universities like Sharon's through to you know, publishing companies and, and right down to small SMBs are seeing the benefit. I think one of the challenges that, that I see is, is how you... Um, 
create the value proposition, how you explain that to people, because it's one of those things where once they've used social software, they see the benefits per, on a personal and on an organisational basis, but it's getting them to understand that before they've actually used it. So I wonder, uh, Mac or Chris, have, have you got a way of, of uh, explaining the value proposition that Connections offers? Yeah, I think one thing that's been real successful uh, for us as we talk with customers is is linking social software to a particular business process. Um, and that's part of our, our strategy for uh, having social everywhere and really how we architected the whole system that the value of the, the data, the social data, can be extracted not only through our UI, which uh, we've gotten a lot of positive reviews about, but um, within other applications through our APIs. And so when we talk to a customer um, who has a call center and we can explain how we can uh, allow call center staff to more easily tap into the intellectual capital across the organization, that makes a lot more sense, right? That They can immediately recognize that that is going to allow that uh, that person sitting in the call center to answer questions more quickly uh, and uh, improve customer satisfaction. And that's a real business value that, that people can latch on to as opposed to maybe some of the softer uh, benefit conversations you know, or cultural uh, type of conversations. Do you see that value proposition changing over time as the product develops? I guess the only um, evolution really there is the expansion of, of the the places where we see uh, connections uh, being used in context, and over time we've expanded, you know, the number of plugins and connectors and integration points that we have. You know, for example, um, you know, a year ago we introduced the uh, integration with Webster Commerce, so it could be used in external sites and uh, creating uh, customer blogs and, and profiles. Uh, recently, we've had integration with Rational uh, Team Concert so that development organizations can interact with a broad range of stakeholders around a given development project. And so it's just really exciting to see more and more of these uh, integration points uh, being developed you know, over time, either by IBM or uh, by our partners. I think, Stuart, if I, I can add just a point, like I don't think many people wake up in the morning and go, you know, we need some social software for our business. You know, that's, you know, people probably wake up and go, you know, we need a better backup system or we need a better way of communicating or whatever it might be. But no one wakes up and says, you know what, we need some social software. At least I, that's not what I hear. And But what I find is that when you present the business values um, to the clients, they, you know, they very quickly catch on to what connections and what social software is about, you know. Like when you start talking about some true business values of, you know, like expertise location or, um, you know, knowledge management and capture, um, you know, or, you know, just, just instant communication and these sort of things, they really start to understand and latch on to what it's about and they can see where it fixes their pains, you know. Like I've spoken to... Even over the last couple of months, I reckon probably 20 or 30 different clients around connections and very quickly they, they start seeing the value proposition. But it, it does need to be introduced to them. I don't think it's something where they wake up and go, this is something we need. They, you, know, you do need to present it to them and show the business value. That's certainly you know, my experience as well. I, th- I think it's something that you need to you know, talk about use cases an awful lot in terms of understanding how particular business processes could be enhanced by bringing in some element of social software. Um, Sharon, in, in your environment, what, what have been the real um, sort of killer features, if you like, of connections that have made it useful to, to people within the university? I think probably the biggest one is the communities feature because we have departments spread across multiple campuses, multiple sites, and just being able to have one place where you can share stuff with your team or people who you work with, people have found that invaluable. Um, For example, we've got a department of people called departmental absence recorders, and they're just basically the girls in the office that report who's in and who's out on a daily basis for sickness and things like that. And before they created their own community, nobody knew who they were. 
Um, there's 200 of them spread across the entire university. So now they have a community where they can share ideas about how, how to improve reporting absence. Um, and they found it invaluable. And they now decided that they can't live without it and they have no idea how they used to function before they had it. So I think I think someone needs to create the movie, uh, the absence manager department heads who use Lotus Connections. <laughs> they can add it to that movie sequence of man who should use connections. <laughs> And, and while, while we're kind of waiting for that, mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to bring up is I, ex- I actually use the IDC report as, as, a, as a demonstration tool of a customer that, uh, look, these guys are so far out in front of the market leaders on a reasonably new software front. But one of the things we also use, and I kind of joked about it, is, is the man who, used, uh, man who should use Lotus Connections, the movies. Yeah. And they've kind of morphed. I think there's like nine now. Is a seven or anywhere between seven and nine. And, and I think they're very, very good marketing and, and, and sales tools because they get people to think about it in a way that's not necessarily here's a PowerPoint, this is why you should use it. It's using real world scenarios about this little stick figure of a cartoon character that's morphed into now. Uh, yeah. Why we should use that. So have, have, have you guys seen that pick up and, and, and be of interest inside of IBM too? Uh, yeah, we've seen that used and uh, quite heavily and then we actually have another set of um, it's not a movie, but it's actual. Uh, what we ask people to do is kind of write on the some customers to write on the back of a napkin a little scenario of how they use connections. And um, you know, typically it is was done with stick figures and things like that. And um, that that actually has been a great way to talk about use cases with customers. We've also used the man, how the man uses connections videos for our user adoption, and people have really embraced them. And found that that's been like the best way to show them how they could possibly use it on a daily basis. Yeah, we did that exactly that thing just earlier this week. We just showed a customer the videos, mainly from the point of view of so they can show their internal users and get the message across of where where they can use connections. I would just like to echo that um, I found those tremendously useful. We've we've covered quite a few of them on the Lotus Connections blog, and we've had a good number of hits from that. And I think I haven't looked recently at the number of hits that they've had on YouTube, but I certainly think the feedback has been very good from those. I'm also aware that um, in, in certain geographies they've made translated versions of those videos as well. So if that's something that, that would help you sell connections to you know, people in your organisation, then it may well be worth um, getting hold of those from your local IBMer. And I think there's one, one thing that we need to touch on when we're talking about the YouTube videos for connections. It would be nice if we also had a video for each feature because some customers are a bit wary about all of the multiple features of connections and just want to maybe roll out one or two to begin with. And I think it would be nice if we could collate a video around each distinct feature and, instead of having a video talk about all the features of connections. I think yeah, Darren, that is a good idea because we do see customers uh, – Again, getting back to the use cases, start uh, maybe with profiles or start with wikis or start with blogs and then add on the other services over time. Um, and so explaining how that delivers value would be, would be very uh, beneficial. I think there are some on YouTube. I think they date back to 2.0, so it may well be worth getting those refreshed at some stage. I think that's a really good idea. So, so moving on a little bit, um, Connections is very much seen as an internal collaboration tool, uh, although there is an extranet licensed version as well that we've been talking about, Darren, I think this week as well. Um, but uh, whereas Quicker is seen a little bit more as an external tool, I wonder whether one of you um, IBMers could just talk through how Connections can be seen as an external tool as well. Have you got any use cases where people have used it for dealing with people outside their organisation? Oh, certainly. Um, and we see those types of discussions happening more and more. You know, a lot of companies um, with any new technology, they want to start to use it internally to get kind of comfortable with it um, before they start deploying out externally. I mean, we've seen this with uh, uh, other technology um, like <clears throat> Portal, for example. But we do have a lot of customers that are using it um, externally. We're using it externally ourselves, right? If you go to ibm.com slash communities uh, and you can join and interact with other uh, IBM customers, the developer works uh, has a deployment of connections. They have over 100,000 uh, developers 
uh, participating in communities around different technology. And I believe they're adding about a thousand a week uh, was the last uh, stat I heard from them. And then we have customers like the Practicing Law Institute, uh, the Red Cross in Spain, and others that are really starting to deploy connections to have better interactions with their customers. Uh, they can provide better uh, support through these communities. Uh, customers can provide uh, self-service and just overall improve the relationship between the customers and the employees uh, through the social software. And something that um, gets asked quite a lot, in fact, we discussed, I think, last week when Chris Miller was on the podcast, is, is are there any moves towards making it easier to kind of link internal and external connections environments? Um, yeah, we understand uh, that requirement uh, pretty well and that we're, since we're using externally, internally our, ourselves. And so that's something the team, team is uh, working on. Um, also, you know, we understand a lot of the security aspects that are required to, to make that successful. Um, and we want to make sure that we get that right. Um, so we're working with some key customers on how to do that, how to uh, work through some of the compliance issues um, uh, that some industries face um, with uh, external information. So it's, uh, that's definitely an area that we're working on. It's, it's certainly an area that we've been trying to figure out how to do it, Stuart, in that we use connections at ISW, you know, prolifically internally you know it's a it's a core part of our thing and we use a lot of quicker interacting with our customers you know typically every every customer we have a quicker place that we work on projects and collaborate share files and what have you and we've had discussions about how can we open up our connections environment to that customer environment and and bring it together and i guess the challenge of course is that our, our connections environment is very much internally focused and we have a lot of internal resources and discussions and, and knowledge and information that we don't necessarily want to expose to those external parties. But, but um, you know, equally, we would love to be able to involve those customers in, in some of the things that we are doing. So, um, you know, I, I, you know I, I look forward to if there is progress in that space, I think it'd be excellent. Yeah, on the, the topic of sort of B2C deployments, um, a little foreshadowing, uh, Mac had mentioned that he's in Chicago and we've got the uh, Webster Portal um, uh, conference uh, happening next week and um, there'll be a lot of discussion about building a better web experience uh, for customers, for partners using IBM technology um, and specifically built around uh, you know, portal deployments and how you can incorporate, you know, social software into those deployments to make a more compelling uh, um, external site uh, for your customers. Uh, that includes, you know, great web content, videos, social, all the, all the required uh, components uh, that will get customers to, you know, return and come back again and again uh, to your site. And, and some of the capabilities that we have across the portfolio, including, you know, Webster Portal's uh, role-based access control and other technologies, uh, personalization technologies, really will facilitate and has for a number of customers uh, to create just uh, awesome websites um, that can be used. Have you got many sort of retail type customers or externally facing customers that are, are using connections to sort of build a community with their customers? Um, not, not retail. Uh, I would say that that's an area where um, there is a lot of interest and yeah. uh, we do have uh, the integration with our Webster Commerce version 7. Um, but that that's an area that, that did really get hit pretty hard um, and uh, with uh, uh, the recession, and they tend to be a little more conservative about modifying their external sites um, because they're, you know, it's a direct uh, revenue generation for them. Um, but we are in discussions and kind of proof of concepts with a couple uh, different retailers uh, that are looking to deploy, you know, that capability. 
I think that's a good good point to sort of segue into. Um, you know, we've got three business partners on the call here that all work with connections in some way or another. I guess what are the opportunities for business partners to work with connections? Why should we work with connections versus, say, SharePoint or some of the other alternatives from Jive and others? Um, Adam, do you want to talk through what what the kinds of work you do with connections? Yeah, well, I guess. Uh, ISW is an IBM Premier partner, so you know we've obviously got we hold IBM dear to our hearts, and we operate across all five IBM software pillars. But we have a a big focus, and I guess our our grounding was always around the Lotus software pillar. So we do a lot of work, obviously historically with Notes and Domino, um, and that you know that continues and and is going very well for us, but. We, we do a lot of work around Portal over the last few years. And so when Connections came along, it was sort of a natural progression for us to um, take that product on. I think a lot of um, Lotus partners that, that may not necessarily have a lot of WebSphere knowledge or skills um, have found that uh, step up a bit challenging. But I think if you do have a, a WebSphere background, then you know realistically connections is is not too hard to get on top of so you know we saw it as a great opportunity and and you know it was quite clear that there was a groundswell you know we work very closely with a lot of the lotus reps throughout australia and you know they they were getting a lot of demand so you know we decided probably about 18 months ago now to sort of jump on the connections bandwagon i guess and um and have a good crack at it so, um, you know, here we are down the track. We, we launched a program uh, about three months ago called, that we call Connections Ignition, which is, a, um, I guess, a pilot program for helping companies, you know, roll out connections quickly and get up and running to, to give it a go. What, what we were finding when we were talking to a lot of clients and we were also getting it, feedback from a lot of the Lotus reps is that they have a lot of clients that were very interested but connections isn't something that you can run up in a day and, and get integrated into an environment and get off and running. So they're having trouble getting clients to do a pilot or to, to do a trial. So we created the Connections Ignition Program, which basically enables you, when you give us a go-ahead within 48 hours, to have a, a fully hosted connections environment up and running um, that you can you know, run with for 60 days. Um, at a very low cost, very low entry point, and um, you know, give it a go. So, so that we launched that about uh, two months ago now, and we've had a really good response from it. We've had um, three or four really good customers take us up on it, and um, we're progressing well on that front. So, you know, there's there's lots of opportunity there for us. So we, you know, we we jumped on it, and and it's you know it's doing well for us. I mean, hearing things like the IDC report. You know, from our point of view, really, um, you know, I guess it helps us feel comfortable that we're we're backing the right horse and that, you know, that the product's growing and it's been successful and and it validates what we're seeing in the market here. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's good stuff. Darren, is this sort of similar true of you? Have you been involved in similar areas of connections? What what, what have you been doing with the product? Yeah, I think it's a slightly different um, to what Adam was talking about. I think historically most Lotus partners have been on the domino stack. And then when Portal was added, like Adam said, I think if you don't have WebSphere skills, luckily we do, but if you don't, I think the 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 the, the, the jump is a bit big. And and I think from a partner perspective, connections is good because yeah, it is a bit of a heavy install that is, is WebSphere and it is somewhat difficult the first time you do it. But the good news is that once you do it, the value is there instantly for the client. It's it's not like portal where you also have to build portlets or, or in, install other things connections provides value for the customer as, as soon as you, you finish the install and and that's where we see the value added, added to that this is this is the wild wild west um this is a whole new area for for enterprise customers and not to be on the ground floor a bit like cloud to to a certain extent a bit like lotus live um, it, it's it's so new that the market's starting to shake out, and as as is usual with with this kind of social software and, and anything on the glass, I, I, IBM are already the leader, and I think the IDC report just echoes that. So I I I, I like it. I, we do have 
a lot of conversations around should we use quicker or should we use connections? And, and I think there's some things IBM could do there to make it a bit easier for the partners to work that out. Um, I actually am an avid believer that both that two great things that taste even better together kind of idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I really should, shouldn't I? Look at that. Two great things that taste great together. Trademark, Darren Duke. IBM, feel free to send me the check. Um, you know, they both solve different facets of a business problem. And, and one of the aspects we have occasionally is Microsoft just call everything SharePoint. If it's not Office and it's not Windows and it's not SQL Server, it's probably SharePoint. <laughs> and one of the things we have a problem with is why, why we have two names for for. for for, for what is effectively social software. But other than that, it is the wild, wild west. I think the business partners, Lotus business partners, historic Lotus business partners, would, would kind of rue themselves in five years if they did not get on this bus. I would, I would absolutely agree that. I mean, we, we a collaboration matters have come from kind of the same direction you guys have, you know, 10, 15 years of domino expertise, uh, you know, having to deal with the complexities of WebSphere, but at the same time, Connection stands very, very well as a black box solution. You know, if if you can uh, avoid customer organizations having to worry about the DB2, LDAP, um, you know, WebSphere environment and just present it to them as, you know, a really great social platform, just the same as if they went and bought, you know, Google Docs or, or whatever, they wouldn't care what was running underneath. It's just the same with connections and I think there's a number of ways of achieving that. Adam's already outlined how his company's doing that. There's also options for, you know, online hosting and, and cloud-based um, connections, whether it's as part of Lotus Live or as other people's um, other business partners' offerings. So there's certainly ways around that. Um, the other thing we've seen as a partner is that there's tremendous add-on value in terms of things like theming, um, in terms of integrating quicker and connections and some of the other products as well, things at the same time. Um, and also in terms of widget development, I mentioned last week on the podcast that there's tremendous opportunities for building uh, custom widgets, whether it's with um, you know, the Portland factory or, or whether it's hand building those in, in Eclipse to do things like integrating business applications into connections or in terms of extending the functionality that's already part of the product. So that there's definitely a huge amount of value to be gained by working with both quicker and connections from a partner perspective. Mm. Certainly, one of the things we've we've been doing, we talk about, we've got a, a whole range of what we call principles of, um, you know, social software, how to adopt social software, how to drive it in your business. And one of the principles, and and I'm trying to find a better way of phrasing it, is what I call put it in front of their face. And what I mean by that is that if you can integrate connections in a way that users don't have to change how they work on a day to day basis, then you'll find that the driving the adoption of it within your business is a lot quicker. So let me give you an example. In in our business, ISW, we've got, you know, two distinct groups of, within our business. You know, we have our, have our sales team and we have our software engineering team. And our sales guys, day to day, um, they've got an opportunity or a CRM system where they, you know, that's their lifeblood. They they create opportunities, they update opportunities. You know, that's 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 what they do. And on the other hand, the software engineers have got a, a, a system that we call projects, which is a, it's a notes and domino application that we, we manage our projects in. And they're in there creating their tasks and updating what they're doing as they progress through the day. So what, what we did in our environment with connections was we integrated those tools into connections. So we leveraged the connections API so that whenever one of the sales guys is doing an update to an opportunity, he can simply tick a box and that update gets posted as a status update on um, on connections. Likewise, with the software engineers, as they work on their projects and they do an update to a project, they can tick a box and that posts as well through to connections. So by putting it in front of their face and, and some of this integration work where you know, we're working with our clients on, we've got one client that's a, uh, a truck distribution company and they want to integrate connections into their um, their sort of team performance measuring uh, system. So they don't want to announce every time a guy sells a truck, but they want to announce every time someone sells 50 trucks, you know, and so they're trying to build it into their existing systems. That, that, that system actually runs in Portal, 
um, so that whenever a significant event occurs, it actually automatically updates something, a status post or whatever it might be inside connections. So there's a lot of work for partners in that space as well, as far as integrating connections into existing systems within organisations. So. Yeah, Adam, that's, uh, I, I couldn't have said it better. You just described our social everywhere strategy. And I think one of the big advantages uh, that you probably, those customers are seeing is the adoption uh, goes way up because customers don't even know, you know, employees don't even know they're using social software. All of a sudden they have this new feature in an existing application that they're already trained on and yeah. they're getting value from it. Exactly. And, and, you know, content is king in something like connections and, and without, you know, when you're initially rolling it out into a business, you need to get those, um, those users that are going to start creating content. But if you can make it easier for them um, and just make it part of their day-to-day process, then it starts to gain a momentum of its and a life of its own and it, and it will just take off and it will grow. Um, but but getting that initial momentum going is a bit of a trick sometimes. So, you know, we use some of these techniques to do that. And, and I, I, I will echo that. I think one of the questions we get asked by customers who want to do proof of concepts is, well, how many people do we need to have? Would, would five be sufficient? Yeah. And it's a difficult conversation to say, well, you know, social software is only as good as the quality and the number of people taking part. Uh, and that's an interesting conversation to have where most things, most IT projects, most business projects today, uh, little groups of people um, that, that have disparate knowledge and are just forming these working groups. Well, uh, connections per se in any social software, but the more people you can throw at it, the, the vastly increased value you get out of it. And the right yeah, kind of people too. Yeah. Well, it's, you're almost quoting a, a presentation I give, Darren. It's, it's uncanny. And I talk about um, Metcalfe's Law, if you've, if you've seen that before. And Metcalfe's Law is basically saying it's the, the value is directly proportional to the, to the square of the number of devices or connected points in the network. So, it, um, you know, it's like a telephone. You know, if you've got one telephone, it's useless. If you've got two, it's of some benefit. If you've got a million, it's very valuable. Um, and connections is exactly the same. And, and we often say to our clients that, you know, if they're, um, you know, trialing connections internally, don't just trial it with a, a small user group or just one department because the value is, is going to be limited. You know, you've got to try it across departments, across a, a large number of users, and then you really do get the value from that. This might, might be a very good time to bring Sharon in again. So from a customer perspective, you, you've obviously been through a pilot of connections and are beginning to get value from it and it's, it's been rolled out in a bigger way. Do you want to talk through kind of some of the details of that? At what point have you begun to see benefit from the users you've had on connections? Um, the, well, the pilot group, we, we spread across um, many departments in the university. Initially, they just wanted to use IT-based people and we decided straight away that that was a terrible idea because, you know, IT-based people use social software, they're, they're competent with what they're doing. It's not going to be a true reflection of how other users across the, across the university would use it. So we can't just spread the word. We gave everybody access to it and basically the, the amount of people that used it jumped from uh, maybe 50 to 100 people in the first couple of weeks to nearly 500 people by the time we finished the pilot. Um, and although we've only rolled it out to staff at the moment, um, out of the, I think it's about 3,000 permanent staff members we've got, we have 1,500 regular users um, in the few months that we've rolled it out. So we're, we're getting there. Um, and the next plan is to phase in um, the student union to get them on board to see how they would use it and if it would be beneficial to allow students to have access to a portion of connections, uh, probably a portal, and maybe even allow them access to the full thing when we're happy that we can set the security model up. It's really great to hear that kind of organic growth and I think that mirrors what a lot of organisations see when they put something like connections in place is that the word gets out. Um, as long as things are done properly in the first place, the word gets out and people grow and, and, and use the system from there. Um, some of the comments I've had um, from people who haven't necessarily got great experience of connections, it has to be said, are that it can create quite sort of messy collaboration in terms of being very difficult to find information sometimes when it's in the system. Is that your experience in, 
in um, in city or, or has there been some kind of structure placed around the kind of collaboration people have been doing in connections uh, we've, we've got two we've got two sort of real groups people that create communities for things that they see that are beneficial i mean communities is the piece that is used more than anything else um so we have uh, people creating communities about cycling to work for instance about the green initiative how we're trying to just save the planet here at city and things like that which which a lot of people have signed up for because they're open communities anybody can log on um, but we also see a lot of private silo communities where small departments have created a community just for people in their department and nobody else knows about it um, and there is probably quite a lot of information that could be beneficial to other departments and other people around the university but they would never know about them because they're hidden away um, so it's a bit of swings and roundabouts with it really it's being used very well in in some places and not quite so well in others but um we're hoping to get quicker on board at some point after the registration process has gone out of the way in september so maybe a lot of those silo based communities could move off onto quicker because they may be more suited for that kind of collaboration and then let connections be work facebook as quite a lot of the guys here like to brand it but um we have found it it's been a a happy experiment i think and i can't see it going away i can only see us leveraging it or as, as time goes on um well, one thing i was going to uh, add in about uh, your comment on the collaboration and um, one of the things that we are uh, adding into our connections next which uh, folks will see later this year and we're currently in beta is um, our use of social analytics to help surface up uh, the appropriate content for people so they don't actually have to go searching for it. It will be recommended to them, um, whether it's content or, or people that should be in their network. And so that will uh, you know, certainly help uh, clean up or uh, make uh, the value of social content more accessible uh, to people uh, using connections. That's the one thing that I really want to push with my pilot group that I, when I get my beta up running to see how that is going to help us. Um, because I think if I get the right amount of people I logged on to my beta, we should hopefully be able to see some of those analytics fairly quickly. Chris, uh, it might be a good time then to run through um, you know, what's coming in Connections next. Obviously quite a lot of information is subject to NDA at the moment, but can you run through what the major sort of features or design goals are for Connections next? Yeah, I certainly love to. Um, certainly the, the recommendations uh, piece is a, a, a new feature for us that we're really excited about. Um, we're also you know, enhancing the overall you know, community uh, function in a number of different ways. Uh, allowing community owners to have uh, an easier way to, to manage the membership, um, to import uh, people that should be members um, and uh, hand out responsibilities for that uh, uh, content, as well as being a great sub-community. So that's been a, a popular request um, that uh, will also help provide a little, a little bit of structure, right? Uh, to the organization of the social content um, <clears throat> because uh, then people will be able to have a, a master community around a given topic and then specialists within that uh, community can uh, start to create their sub-communities. And then another uh, feature related to communities is uh, improvements in the discussion forum and even the ability to uh, we're going to be separating out the discussion forum as a separate service, uh, kind of going back to earlier uh, discussion about different use cases and, you know, sometimes customers, that's, that's, that's all they need. They need a discussion forum to get started um, and they don't want to, you know, embed that in the community. Um, and uh, this also is a popular use case for external uh, deployments. They want to do a customer support forum. And they'll be able to do that um, with this new uh, independent service within Connections. And then um, a couple other areas are around uh, compliance. You know, as we work with uh, industries <clears throat> that are regulated, like the financial services or healthcare, 
or even uh, uh, government and public sector, uh, they've got some rules and regulations about uh, sharing information and being ready uh, in case they do get audited to be able to understand who, uh, who knew what information when. Um, and a good example here is with brokers and to avoid you know, potential um, misuse of inside information. And so we're working with a number of different uh, software vendors who are experts in uh, compliance and auditing of, uh, of other types of data, uh, instant messaging or email uh, types of systems, and uh, building some of the back-end requirements into connections so that those vendors can uh, apply their compliance solutions to the social data uh, within connections. Um, so those um, are coming. Some of the key highlights. There's certainly uh, a, a lot more in there. It's a really big release for us, and uh, we have started started our beta program uh, with customers and partners, uh, and that's going very well. Got, getting a lot of good feedback, um, and uh, and actually one of the things uh, we have gotten feedback on is uh, the improvements we made in our installation. Um, we've moved to a new new uh, version of our install code uh, from from Tivoli, and that's allowed us to uh, clean up sort of the some of the post uh, install uh, configuration that was required before. Um, so that should accelerate uh, deployments um, uh, of connections for for customers. Excellent. I think it's a really good summary. Certainly, I think almost everybody on this call is is on that beta or beta program, um, and and we're certainly seeing some of the benefits of the work you're doing there. So great, great work by the team. So um, that brings us really to the end of our time. I just wanted to cover some of the other news that's been out on Planet Lotus and in the community, and perhaps guys, if you want to just throw in a, a few comments on any of these. Anybody seen the uh, the Old Spice adverts that have uh, the social media campaign that Old Spice has been running? Uh, this week in terms of the uh, the very handsome guy doing his um doing his replies to comments on twitter and so on i imagine darren you've seen that one yeah the, the old spice quote-unquote advert campaign actually started i think it was during the super bowl because the super bowl is the big thing over here where people pay a million dollars for an advert for 30 seconds and they had the guy in the old spice advert then and i think they've morphed that now out into the, the, the social media and i think doing a video response to a twitter reply is nothing short of genius um, I can only think of the the back end processes that have to take place to do that. There was an article on Read Write Web yesterday about how they've been doing that and the number of people they've had involved writing the ads and yeah, replying to the um, to the comments on Twitter and so on. Just an amazing campaign. I think the ni the nice thing is they they finished it yesterday, so it's just a sort of twenty four hour campaign almost. But the amount of news coverage they've had from it is just sensational. I think it really does redefine what sort of viral marketing really means. Right. I mean, who who heard of Old Spice in the last twenty years? Yeah. No, I can remember it from 20 years ago because my dad used right. to wear it. <laughs> yeah, I can remember the guy in, in, on the surfboard in, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the pipe, right? That's, about, that's all I can remember. And then all of a yeah. sudden, boom, yeah. you see this guy doing funny adverts all over the place. And, and it actually is. It's, it's, it's very good to see that, you know, you can rejuvenate a, a old brand and in the space of 24 hours, really six months, but from the rest of the world standpoint, I guess 24 hours. This is probably one of the trending topics on Twitter, would be my guess. But the big question is, does it smell the same as it did 20 years ago? <laughs> well, the big question is, do you want it to smell the same as it did 20 years ago? Well, I'd be too scared to sniff it, just in case it does smell the same as it did 20 years ago. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, also in the news on Ed Brill's blog was uh, the... Uh, Lotusphere ratings from 2010 were uh, the best they've ever had, which I think is terrific news in terms of the quality of the Lotusphere event, uh, obviously held in Orlando every um, January. Uh, interesting thing is it took six months to tabulate those, which uh, I, I guess it would be great if those had come out a little bit sooner, but um, certainly it's tremendous in terms of the organisation that goes into that event. And uh, I think, Darren, you've got an idea as to why they're the best ever this year? Um, I was being facetious. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure I'll, 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 both Darren and I presented for the first time this year. I'm sure it's not um, not completely uh, a separate concept. 
Um, yeah, I think it's quite funny, but it did take six months to get them out. It's, you know, it would be handy if, if IBM Lotus, you know, maybe created their own spreadsheet that they could do this on. Oh, wait, they've got several. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also in the news this week from another, um, you know, blogger in the organ- in the uh, community, sorry, is, is Bruce Elgore is leaving Sharp, um, where he's been for a good number of years uh, running, strangely, their exchange environment, which, which never ceases to amaze me, uh, given how much work he does with Notes and Domino, and obviously is, is devoting his time to Elguji and OpenNTF, which I think has to be a good thing for OpenNTF as much as anything. Um, again, Darren, I, I think you've got a project on OpenNTF, and I think. Do you think it's a good idea that, um, or good thing that Bruce will be spending more time on OpenNTF? Yeah, Sharp actually have a couple of Domino-based apps. So their email was exchanged, but they do have some 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 Lotus based apps. Uh, Bruce is is, is, a, is a good friend of mine. I know he's been trying to leave for quite a while. Um, I think Sharp didn't want to let him go, and I think it took him a while to wiggle out there. But I think it bodes well for the recent discussions around his notes development dead or Domino development dead when one of the guys, the luminaries leading is out of the dark times, is quitting his day job and going full time into into what he's doing. So I think that bodes very well for everybody. Yeah, I think so. Also on on the subject of OpenNTF this week has been the Idea Jam. They've been running a a 48-hour Idea Jam, um, trying to get ideas for kind of the direction of OpenNTF over the next few months. So I don't know, has anybody on this call uh, added any ideas or reviewed any that are on the system? Uh, I I didn't create any ideas, but I certainly voted for a few. I think there's some great thoughts there about sort of raising the profile on a few projects. So it's great, you know, yet again, using a great Domino product to, um, you know, to run these ID jams. It's brilliant stuff. Yeah, I'd echo that. It's tremendous to see ID jam doing so well. Um, and the last piece of news I just wanted to bring was another podcast, Taking Notes, uh, which again features Bruce Elgore, is uh, is back. They've just had a, a new episode for the first time in a good few months, I think since Lotusphere this week, talking about Lotus Live with Chris Blatnick. Uh, so if you're into your Lotus podcast, it's definitely one you should be listening to if you're not already, and that's at the ta- uh, takingnotespodcast.com, I think. Certainly there'll be a link in our show notes. So uh, that's the news for this week. We had a quite a quick run through of that. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll probably spend a bit more time on the news next week and maybe cover those things in a little bit more detail. So as usual, at the end of um, this week in Lotus, we like to get a tip from each of our um, panellists. Uh, Matt Gadera, if you've noticed, has been a little bit quiet. He dropped off the call a bit early on with some IT issues. So with the, with the remaining uh, participants, let's start with Darren. How about you? What, what's your tip for this week? Um, number one, don't live in a swamp, which is what Orlando is, because you don't get a very good internet connection. Uh, actually, mine is completely off topic this week. Um, BlackBerry Enterprise Server 5 has just, Rim have just released Service Pack 2, uh, which adds a whole slew of new supported features, uh, different versions of databases, bug fixes, etc., etc. And also on the quicker side, the Domino quicker side, uh, FP Fix Pack 13. One free was released uh, over the past week, and that has a slew of fixes too. So there's my tips. Go get them. Excellent. Okay, we will do. And how about Sharon? What's your tip for this week? Oh, mine's totally off topic. Um, for the health conscious out there, I found an application for your iPhone called Shape Up Club, which basically you can record all of what you eat. It tells you all the nutritional value of everything, and you can put in how much exercise you've done, and it tells you how much weight you've lost, and it's brilliant um they're also producing an app for android and one for nokia based uh phones and there's an online site for it as well but um i found it invaluable in my health kick regime brilliant brilliant that, have any of you got these um special scales i think they're called wilding scales that, that report via wi-fi to an internet site have you seen those no ah you got to get them they're expensive bear in mind but sounds you step, scary you step on them it takes you away and then it, it can tweet it for you if you so wish but if not you can just oh. update a private view on a website and uh, and update all these applications so uh, social software to another level <laughs> it does indeed it does indeed adam uh, what's your tip for this week yeah, sure. I, I was just going to highlight uh, that we released about six hours ago on OpenNTF the latest version of Wildfire, so 1.4. So those that don't know Wildfire, it's a uh, Notes 8.5 sidebar plugin that enables you to update your status across um, 
you know, same time connections, Facebook, Gtalk, etc., a whole range of different social networks. And the uh, the great thing with this release is that we're now supporting Mac and Linux, yeah. and because uh, I know yeah, we've had a lot good. of requests around that. So go get it. You get it wildfire.openntf.org. Brilliant. Thank you, Adam. Um, that's tremendous. Tremendous app. Uh, anybody who's tried it gets real value from that. So definitely a great one to download from OpenNTF. Uh, Chris, what's your tip? Yeah, it's um, related to what we've talked a lot about on this uh, call is the business value of social software. And one of the things that we've had a lot of success with is when you're talking about you know, ROI or, or trying to measure the impact of social software is really tie it to some existing metrics that you have, whether it's call center response time or sales uh, productivity. You know, don't spend time trying to think up new metrics to measure. Um, that's just going to you know, delay and it really isn't relevant to what you're trying to do. You're trying to impact um, things that uh, your employees are already uh, doing or your interactions and processes that you have with your customers. So, so those metrics exist and just you know, do a before and after uh, measurement um, to really get an idea of the impact uh, that social software can have. Brilliant. Okay, I think that's a really good tips. I mean, uh, I do a lot of is surveying users before and after um, deploying social software. Again, it's it's very similar thing, just in terms of getting really good metrics in terms of time savings and productivity enhancements and so on. So, yeah, great tip. Thank you, Chris. Um, and my tip for this week is a couple of um, Skype conversations that are ongoing. I've used um, sort of public Skype chats for a good while. They're a great way of keeping in touch with a disparate group of users, um, of something similar to what um, Same Time Advance can do for you inside your organisation. Um, but we've just started a couple of them uh, for Connections and Quicker, um, which allows you basically to join a community where you can just converse with people who have a similar interest in these products to you do, uh, ask questions of some experts, and, and really just keep in touch with what's going on with those products. If you'd like to be added to those, just um, get in touch with me via either Twitter, uh, Stuart McIntyre, or else via email, probably Stuart at collaborationmatters.com, um, and we'll get you added to those and, and grow those communities some more. So those are our tips for this week. Uh, it's been fabulous having everybody on this call uh, focused on social software for this week. So we're just going to run around the participants uh, one more time, just asking how people can get hold of you guys if they have any follow-up. So Adam, how about we start with you? How do people get hold of you? Yeah, sure. On Twitter, it's just Adam Brown AUS for Australia. And then you can find me on my blog, which is www.collaborationblueprint.com. Great. Okay. And Chris, how do people get hold of you? Yeah, um, my email is uh, Chris Lamb at us.ibm.com. So that's C H R I S L A M at us.ibm.com. Wonderful. Thank you. And Sharon? Uh, I'm DILF Technical pretty much everywhere, uh, which is E-I-L-F Technical. So that's Twitter and um, and my website, which is blog and everywhere else. Okay, brilliant. And Darren? Blog.darrenduke.net is the blog address and Darren Duke, all one word, on Twitter. Excellent. And I'm at Stuart McIntyre um, on Twitter and you can find me at collaborationmatters.com. So once again, I'm really grateful to all of you for taking part, all of our panellists. I hope you've enjoyed listening uh, and look out for another episode of This Week in Lotus next week. Thank you. Goodbye. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Moo.com. The home of the finest custom business cards, mini cards, postcards and much more. For more information and for details of exclusive promotional offers, browse to thisweekinlotus.com. Moo.